Hello, pod listeners. Hi there. Dan and Claire Shirley from Sawbill Canoe Outfitters here. We wanted to drop in to give a shout out to the Boundary Waters podcast on 75 episodes. Well done, team. Here at Sawbill, we are just winding down on our 66th year of business, so we know a thing or two about longevity. When my grandparents, Frank and Mary Alice Hansen, founded Sawbill in 1957, I don't think they could have imagined the impact that their legacy would have on so many of us. We are proud to carry on the tradition of meeting people where they're at to help everyone have successful wilderness canoe trips. Whether you're a seasoned BWCA tripper who just needs to grab their permit or a first-time camper, meeting you is one of our favorite parts of the job. There are no bad questions at Sawbill. Here at the tail end of the season, we are still sending folks into the wilderness, and we've also started pulling used Kevlar canoes from our fleet to refurbish for sale. We'll be selling a variety of three-year-old used canoes, both two- and three-person styles from Winona and Northstar. We post canoes for sale on our website, sawbill.com, as soon as they are finished being spruced up. We do this so that our canoes are sold while they are still in ship-shape condition and that they're ready for many more years of paddling. We can store your purchased canoe inside until you're available to come pick it up. And if you don't like it when you see it, we offer 100% of your money back guaranteed. If you're curious about our refurbishment process and to see what canoes are available, you can simply check the website. That's sawbill.com. We would be remiss if we didn't also take a minute to give a big, warm, fuzzy shout out to our Sawbill crew of 2022. We know some of you are listening out there. Sawbill crew is the best of the best, and our network of current and former crew is like a big extended family. If you're interested in working at Sawbill for the 2023 season, you can find an application at sawbill.com. We interview in January and hire in February, and we'll accept applications anytime. That's it from us. Cheers to episode 75 Boundary Waters podcast. WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids. You know, our first wilderness camping experience were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax, you can go paddling, you can go hiking. We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake, and I remember catching walleye there before. I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters. And it's, it was really cool, it was my first time. The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well, you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars, I will set my sights by the northern star and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Oh, and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Welcome to episode 75 of the WTIP Boundary Wires podcast. I'm sitting around here with Joe Fredericks. I'm sitting here with Matthew Baxley, talking about the Boundary Waters, thinking about them. Winter. Pretty much constant, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> As I was thinking about the Boundary Waters, maybe that's a better way to phrase it, uh, is that, uh, you know, you and I have gotten into some solo adventures over the years. I mean, here we are. First of all, how about some recognition? 75 episodes. Oh, yeah. I tip my cap to you, sir. I 
tip my cap to you, sir, and tip my cap to all those listeners who've come along with us this far. We really appreciate y'all. I mean, a lot. Right. We're both tipping our caps to you. Hmm. Oh, Joe actually tipped his cap. <laughs> right, better do the same. There we go. There okay, go. official. Uh, you know what else is so great about the podcast, in addition to just the level of engagement we've had with the listeners from emails, phone calls, people we've met at the events we've been to, Canoe Copia, and so forth, the people we've met along the way. Yeah, it's really been incredible. Uh, you know, it's not just pe- it's people we've met through the podcast, and we talked about this last episode, just people we meet through the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. There's just such a special connection that comes and anything having to do with this place. And like you were talking about the friendships, endearing friendships that make this place special as well. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of that. We do. And one of those uh, that's become a personal favorite of ours, certainly, is Omaha Eric Dickus, the man himself. He's quite the character. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, connected with us pri- prior to his first Boundary Waters trip. Alan. through his wife and and now he's been along quite a bit with us and those are all milestones you know your first trip in with friends is a huge milestone first trip we first trip period uh-huh. whether it's guided or with friends or and one of the i mean the next milestone really i guess off the top of my head is going in solo well, I think, too, for us, that'd be the case. And I think for Eric, a, a big part of a milestone was to go with his son, you know, oh, one yeah. of his kids. And I know he's going to be taking his other son uh, eventually when he's ready and so forth. And uh, so I think that, you know, for Eric, it went like first trip, had that connection with his, his father. Then the next one was coming up with my son. We talked with them. Now his solo journey that he's been talking about for a couple years now. Yeah, and you know, I for all sorts of reasons going in solo presents challenges, but I don't think there's any better way to illustrate those feelings, challenges and experiences than to follow Eric on a solo trip and he's actually just headed out into the boundary waters and Joe, we promised Eric we'd get out there and give him some company after a couple of days of raw silence in the wilderness so why don't we go ahead up and check on that guy I wonder what he's been up to has he been fishing has he catching any fish what's he doing is he uh, climbing up a tree and scouting around what's he doing out there it's fall hunting season is in full swing
girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> oh, how you doing, brother? Oh. oh, good. That's not the best Eric Dickus hug I've had in a while. Good to see you, man. You too. Mm. You look good. <laughs> you too. Look at What's you up, Joe? <laughs> uh, How we doing? Amazing. Your own little slice of paradise here. Man, I feel like I'm getting like little, little territorial in my space right now. <laughs> what did you think when you heard that? I thought it was a moose or something. Yeah. I was like, great. <laughs> Yo, they should be walking up any moment. <laughs> no. We found the weary soloist, Eric Dickus, alone in the Boundary Waters. Gave him a little scare. He fell for it. He fell for it, for a minute at least. And we want to know how it's been. It's been great. It's been epic. This is probably the most, every trip you come up here, you always say the most memorable, but this one's a real memorable one. I was nervous. I was a little scared. I was a little, little anxiety. You know. Uh, what about it's just going up alone? You know, going up alone. Mm. I even thought about bringing my son if he would would have came with me. He would have been up here with me. It's just nice to have a companion. But I got through that little part of my brain and realized that this is something I must do and I need to do it. And I'm going to do it. I've been wanting to do it. I talked about doing it very often, but I always end up bringing a big clan of people with me. And it feels safe and it feels comfortable. And you're not there left to your own thoughts, which is dangerous for anybody. It's, it's quite the experience. I definitely will be doing it again. Well, got to my portage kind of mysterious doing these portages alone in the thick woods hear different noises it's a rut season of moose so <clears throat> one of those can come trample at any moment so keep my eyes and my ears open real pretty quiet kind of sinking in that I'm here all alone and uh, I got to be careful less risks than with your than if you're with a group because you're here all alone I do have a Garmin that I can hit the SOS button if something happens but I left it in the boat and I'm walking back to the boat right now <clears throat> I think everybody needs to come up here and experience this. Really do. It's a magical place. It's a cure-all for any problems or troubles you got. Nature's cure-all. You get a lot of self-reflection up here because there's it's quiet. Super quiet. Because there's nobody filling the air with noise. Uh... Just that quiet there the whole time. And the chores I did kept me busy. But once the chores were done, 
I was left to my own my own vices, you know, and hanging out here, looking at the fire. Heard a huge tree fall down on this mountain across across from me. Okay, it's dark, real dark. I'm sitting here at camp, <clears throat> and across the lake, I heard this huge crash. And it was a tree falling, and it was big, and it was loud. It echoed all the way across the lake. I'm going to take a walk to the other side and see if the northern lights are out there. Bring a stick in case I see an animal. Got a cup of coffee, hanging out, fire. seen one person this whole trip except Joe and Matthew today having me ran into one person and that also added to the experience because I'm in a special place uh, super secret lakes special place and I'm gonna keep it that way this is gonna be my little happy place my spot and <clears throat> yes epic it's beautiful uh, I kept my day busy going fishing and caught so many walleye, so many walleye. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I caught over, over 30 fish at least. And it got windy one day, the other, the second day and I was fishing and I kept catching so many fish. I had to stop fishing so I could make it back to camp. Otherwise I'd have never made it. Every pass I had another fish and it was, it was glorious. It was a good time. Monday evening, <clears throat> went out fishing, had to quit fishing, I was catching so many fish, got real windy, found some beautiful falls today, got to remember some friends, good stuff, good stuff, good day, it's funny, when you're back at camp, all alone, start feeling lonely, then your little buddy the red squirrel shows up, hangs out with you for a bit, nibbling on pine cones, Pretty good time. It's quiet, real quiet. That good quiet. Some of those things you always, you want people to be there with you to share those moments, but a lot of those things that I did here on this trip were by myself and only me to know about it. and. It's very satisfying. It's gratifying doing this stuff on your own. It's, it's uh, you get to prove yourself that you're you're capable, and a lot of people probably wouldn't do it. You know, my friends think I'm crazy for coming up here, going by myself, go pike, go hike in the woods for a solo trip and go camping. But it's something I always wanted to do, and I finally did it, and I'm happy, and I'm going to do it again. And I think everybody should try one. If you've been up here before in the group try a little solo trip and it's a different experience scary but good one of the scariest moments was uh when i heard this moose come up today the trail <laughs> but it, it was joe and matthew and i thought it was a moose though they had a good good call and uh no it's beautiful though weather's been perfect 70s every day 
48 at night. Um, no injuries. I actually did get hurt a little bit doing a little hike with some little falls I found and slipped in a rock and pretty pretty scary when you hurt yourself here by yourself. There's no one here to help you and there's no one here to yell for. You're on your own. But, you know, I had a beacon, so I've been all right, but didn't have to hit it. And you would you were kind of exploring this this flowage and this waterfall and you slipped and you thrashed up your boot really good. And if you hadn't been wearing that boot, that would have been your foot. And that would have been, that would have been kind of, uh, would have had consequences. For sure. My boot got cut. So I, that was a layer that saved my skin. It would have been stitches for sure. And probably ended the trip. It would have been, the trip would have been over. And also even the, when I'm catching so many fish, you got to worry about these hooks getting in your hand too. Cause that's a real deal too. And, uh, I did have my braided line ready to, little piece of braided line ready to yank the hook out if it comes to it. But a lot of those things can be a trip ender. So you got to be safe and take your time. Everything takes more time here. Even the portages that I did just took more time. I was in no hurry. And every little thing, walking down a slip, slick rock, take your time. And I had all the time in the world to do whatever I wanted. And nobody could say anything. If I wanted to go fishing, fine. If I wanted to sleep in, fine. You want to lay buck naked on a rock, fine. You did do that. <laughs> completely, completely fine. Do whatever I want. Ain't nobody here. That's right. And it was great. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. Getting in touch with nature, letting that, getting grounded, have all that earth, mother earth just soak into your body. It's good stuff, man. It feels good. I mean, it really does. I mean, I'll, smile, I'll be smiling about this for a long time. Again, every time I come up here, I was just happy for a long time. So here in a little bit, we're going to actually take off, and you're going to go back to Solo World uh, up here alone. But I'm wondering, I know a lot could still happen for you, but is this something you think you'll do again? And if so, uh, would you change anything or... Or anything like that. I wouldn't change anything about this trip. Um, first one. <laughs> it was the first one for me to be alone and do a lot of thinking I lost like three good friends this year and I got to say goodbye to them up here it's just a good place to come relax mentally unwind and let all your emotions go and it just really is um I'll definitely come back again but this will be every trip's different like we always say this one's the best one so far because it's the first one and uh, hopefully the next one will be epic too and I'm sure it will be but it's hard to compare like your first trip's always the best it seems like but then you have another one that's even a different one that makes it better but I need to come up here and do some things and get my head a few things sorted out and 
do some self-reflection. You know, these three friends I lost were my age and young, and one was my best friend. And think about what I got going in my life and other people's lives, something I can do to help them, and just makes you reflect on a lot of things and what is really important in the world. And these are the things that are important, like doing these things, these things that make you happy and that you can share. Like, this is a great healing place. This place heals things. And people can come up here. I realized what makes me happy is my family, my friends, and knowing about this place. Pretty good gig. I'm really happy in life. And this puts it all in perspective. can't stress enough how many more people need to do this it's really healing that's the deal that's the deal watching the sunset shining on the trees big hills here part of them already dark starting to change colors getting the yellows the reds Real pretty. Eric, it's always uh, such a pleasure to have you uh, open up your, your yourself and your stories and your emotions. And I don't think we've had a dry episode of uh, tears with Eric since we've uh, started. And I and that's the way that it is. And it's just such a beautiful thing. You always deliver the realness, my friend. And it's so satisfying. Because we all feel those feelings. And you don't hide them. And I admire you for that. And it reminds me to do the same. To be that way more. I imagine the more time we keep coming out here, the more we're going to be the most raw and real versions of ourselves. That's pretty darn good. How about this Eric Dickus? fellow that we met through the podcast and gotten to know look at him <laughs> yep, yep, smiling teary and smiling crying and smiling crying and smiling <laughs> hey we can call him crying and smiling eric dickus <laughs> we love him we love him i now, love you guys hey now let's go jump in that lake see you boys Well, that was brutal. That was huge waves. Sun was going down. Found a camp though. Looks really nice. I was a little bit worried there. It's almost dark, so I'm gonna hustle up. It was great seeing Joe and Matthew. Gotta love them. Such great people. If you guys ever have close friends, Make sure you hold those people near and dear to your heart. And as always, keep your family close too. Another epic paddle. Pretty exciting. I was a little nervous. Actually a lot nervous, but it's all good now. 
I'm gonna quick set up my tent before the sun goes down and find my headlamp. All right, cheers. I just sing when I paddle Feeling not thinking if the strokes are true We're gonna get through to the other side Out in the night the waves beat the shore You can hear them pounding, you can hear them roar Rule me, rock me in my dreams You can roll me, rock me I like to sing, I love to dance I play the fool if I got the chance All around the campfire light All around the campfire light All around, all around, all around The campfire light